Welcome to the dark forest. Jackie and her pals will never bore us. Shameless confessions about our obsession will make us laugh and smile. So let's explore the dark forest and dark down for a it's Jackie Cation. Welcome to the Dork Forest. You know the websites, JackieCation.com, DorkForest.com, TheDorkForest.com. It is February, and this month we are s- sponsored by Jeff Fulmer, who wrote a great book that is um, on, it's an ebook on Amazon called Firebird Jim. FirebirdJim.com is his website, and I read it. It's, it's great. If you like aliens and high school and James Dean, and it's dark and smart and funny and it's episodic. So it kind of reminds me a little bit of a comic book, but I read the first one. It's great. If you have some way to read an ebook, which involves a computer, which is how you're listening to this, you can also get the Kindle app, a nook, all of these things. You can read it on your computer. He'd probably skyride it for you, but just go to Amazon and look up Firebird Jim and he is our sponsor this month and I recommend his book. There you go. The other thing I should tell you before we begin, allthingscomedy.com is the podcast network that I am with, and they are great. A couple of podcasts, if you go to allthingscomedy.com, that are not mine, are Crab Feast. I was on an episode of that. That's a storytelling one. Tom Papa, come to Papa. Uh, that guy, Tom Papa, great stand-up comic. He has a he has a podcast. And Aaron Foley, friend of the show, has Sports Without Balls. And there's a boatload others. So go to allthingscomedy.com. And welcome to the show. Let's do this. Hey, it's Jackie Cation. I'm still in New York City. I, I've moved here. No, I've been here a long time, and uh, but it's excellent. I'm sitting here with Robert Hack, who did the covers for this recent run of Doctor Who comic books and Afterlife with Archie, and gave me a couple of those at the New York Comedy Festival, which has added uh, to my reading stack uh, exceptionally. Well done, Robert Hack. Welcome uh, to somebody else's apartment. Thank you, Jack. All right. <laughs> so we are here, and it's going to be good. Because uh, I said, could you talk about Doctor Who? And you said, yeah. I can talk endlessly about Doctor Who. <laughs> I'm kind of a dork about that. Okay. Which is why I'm here. <laughs> Which is why you're here. Now, what would you like to say about Doctor Who initially, for the uninitiated? Is it important to start at the beginning? No. No, you can pretty much start anywhere. It, it the, the serial nature of it is yeah? that... You can pick up with, like, any story. Okay. I mean, really, all you have to know is he's an alien. He travels around time and space. Right. He has a sidekick. He has a companion. He has a, usually a human person that he travels with. Who's a usually, like, a straight man kind of person. Is yeah. it always a woman? It's not always a woman. No? Uh, over the years, there have been male companions. Okay. Which doc? Do you remember which doctors had male companions? Because I, I, here's what I've seen. Tom Baker. Mm-hmm. Long scarf. From when I was a child, my parents watched it. And then uh, the first five episodes of the new reboot from 2005 or 6 or whatever. And that's it. That's it. I've been meaning to watch all of them, and then I was overwhelmed. Well, you can start with the new series. I mean, you, you picked a good spot with, with the new series. That's a good jumping on point. Right. And and that guy, now we, I had Leanne McNeil, right, mm-hmm. Olsen, uh, on for the – because she won, she won an episode of The Dork Forest uh, on the Laughster uh, dot com episode, you could bid and win an episode mm-hmm. of the Dark Forest, and then later she found out you can just be on it. <laughs> <laughs> Though, please feel free to bid and 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 want to be on the Dark Forest. And I feel the me. need to give to charity now. Right, right, right. You can you may give to the Dark Forest and then be on the Dark Forest, or you could just ask. And if we're ever in the same town, uh, it mm-hmm. should be attainable. So, uh, but she said, 
She did, she did some Doctor Who talk, so I have a little bit of Doctor Who knowledge. So, have you always watched it? I've been watching since I was four or five. Really? Uh, my brother brought me into the room. He said, I think you'll like the show. And I never turned away from the TV since. <laughs> Where did you grow up? I grew up in the middle of Pennsylvania. Okay. A little town called Huntingdon. Okay. It is nowhere. It's in the middle of Pennsylvania. Yeah. So it's, it's wooded. Uh, <laughs> possibly there was a mine at one time. And hillbillies. Uh, and tons hill- and tons of hillbillies. Oh, hillbillies. All, All right. right. And now you live in Brooklyn. No, I'm still in Pennsylvania. Oh, really? uh, I have family here. So okay. it was a, it's an easy trip. Oh, right. That's right. You made a journey to come and be I, on the door. I did make a quest. Wow. Yeah, you get two t-shirts. Whatever you like. Whatever I can do to be part of the solution. I appreciate it. Because I have to tell you that Archie cover was gorgeous. Oh, thank you. I mean, the Doctor Who co- cover was gorgeous. But, um, but I, I, I read Archie when I was a kid mm-hmm. and the fact that it's called Afterlife with Archie. Things, things go, go wrong in Riven, R- Rivendale? Is it, it isn't Rivendale. I think that that's, uh, where the That's Lord of the Rings. Yeah. That's Lord of the Rings. That's the last Riverdale. It's close. It's so close. Riverdale. Riverdale. Right. It's like, it's not the Hellmouth. Sunnydale is not, uh, Sunnyvale. All right. So back to Doctor Who. So you, you started watching it when you were four. And then, which doctor was that? That would have been Tom Baker. Oh, as well. I think, I think, yeah, I started with Tom Baker. I think it, it was really popular here in the early 80s. That's when they started importing it to America. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I, I started fairly early in the Tom Baker run. Right. And there were reruns here. I mean, I think yeah. they might have even moved on to the fifth doctor by that point. I think they did, because yeah. I remember my parents going, I don't like the idea that there's another actor coming in yeah. and they're just going to pretend it doesn't matter. And I said, well, don't you watch Days of Our Lives where they're constantly like swapping out actors to play different. At least they're the explaining same- this. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. This had a, this had canon. This had uh this had some sort of reasoning. In Days of Our Lives, it was just, no, no, that's, that's Dr. Drake. It had Moore, 19 eh? years of backstory by that point. Yeah. That, Start, it started in November 1963. Really? Yeah. Have you gone back and watched any of those since? I have watched everything that exists. Oh, really? Yeah. There's plenty of missing. Yeah. But I, I've seen everything that exists. Is some of point. it cheesy? Oh, great, great oh. swaddles of it are cheesy. <laughs> And that's part of the fun. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's what they're kind of aiming for to some extent. They're like, no, no, this is going to be, because they also have like real issues too. Hmm? Hidden amongst, uh, the, the, the cheese. They're like the, the last one I saw, I think was the one where the last human is stretched out on a, on a piece of board. Um, and she, she had her chin removed. The inevitable end of all plastic surgery. Yes. Yes. Was that was what it was called? No, it was oh, uh, that is just, just what, what she is. was. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, yeah, that was the last one I saw. And it was like you were – that was the message. The message was, oh, my God. It's been – I love the show more right. than I can even express at this point. <laughs> Excellent. It's sort of – it's the nerdy wire. Okay. Where all of your nerdy friends are like, oh, you don't watch it? You, you have to watch oh. that. Ooh. Right, right. And you have to watch the whole thing and you have to, you, yeah, I mean that, maybe that's why I get intimidated by it. Cause it, you know, I've been told to watch The Wire so many times and they're like, it's the best television that was ever made and you're going to want to watch it. And you're going to want to watch it from the beginning. And you're going to want to watch it till the end. And I tried, I read the, I watched the first season of The Wire and then I was like, yeah, this isn't going to get any better. These people's lives are fucked. And, uh, so I didn't, I didn't do it. It's a little bleak. It's yeah, a little bleak. So. But yeah, so Nerdy Wire is Doctor Who because everyone's like, I can't believe you haven't watched more Doctor Who. Right. So, so after Tom Baker, 
Who was the, f- wait, who was the first doctor, 1963? William Hartnell. Okay. And was, what was he, his affectation? He was an old grandfatherly type figure. Okay. Uh, he actually traveled with his granddaughter. He had a, a family member with him in the beginning. Oh. And then just dumps her on a planet somewhere. Oh, right. <laughs> she was like, gotta go, grandma. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so then, so then the idea was not that, because I think in the current one, isn't he the last of his species? Yes. Okay. Was he always the last? He was not, if he had a granddaughter. No. Uh, when the show, the show went away for a few years. Right. Uh, canceled by the BBC. When? Uh, 1989. Okay. So it was gone from 1989, a brief one night TV movie in 1996. Okay. And then it came back in 2005. And when okay. it came back in 2005, all of his people had been wiped out oh. in, a, in a great time war. Oh, okay. So they do explain it. Yes. They don't just go forward and go, okay. Interesting. Who is the time war against? Time war was against the Daleks. What are the Daleks? Daleks are space Nazis. Are they? For their totalitarians or something? or They are for the... They're Roombas. They're giant tall Roombas. They're giant tall Roombas. Okay. With cats inside. Perfect for the internet. No. No, it's okay. a tentacle squid creature inside. Oh, okay. So it's the hard shell, this, this, this armored tank, this personal tank with one creature inside. Okay. And it's just a ball of hate. Oh, really? And it's, it's hate and tentacles. And tentacles. And violence. And a shrill voice that says, exterminate! And that's all they say? And that's their goal. Right. Their goal is the extermination of everything that isn't them. Okay. Allah the Nazis. Allah. Yeah, yeah. All right. So there is, I never knew that there was a thing inside. There is a thing inside that robot. All right. There's a squishy item, uh, a being, and they, cause they never, like it wasn't like the Cylons where all of a sudden, oh, they look like people now. Mm-hmm. The Daleks always look like Daleks, right? right? Okay. Right. And it's a, it's a great design. Yeah. Uh, the, in the script is created by a guy named Terry Nation. But, Terry but Nation? Terry Nation. That's a great name. It is a great name. And he was, he was great at promoting himself. Excellent. But, but the actual design of the Dalek creature yeah. was a guy named Ray Cusick. Okay. Who gets no credit or money and... How do you spell Cusick? Let's, is it like Cusack? Like John Cusack? I no. believe so. There might be an I in it. Okay. Cusick. Sure. Like C-U-S-I-K or something? What sort of? Something like that. And I will look him up and I'll put him in the notes. Because, uh, yeah. Because he, he actually deserves a lot of credit for that, for that design is so powerful. I mean, yeah. it, it, it really hasn't changed since 1963. Cause it just has those round circles on it mm-hmm. that are sort of like, um, on armor plate, like they're like nipple covers, yeah. but they're all over cause it's a squid mm-hmm. or an octopus or whatever inside of it. What do we know about the history of the dogs? Were they ever in love? What do we know? Uh, they, they were in love, I assume. Yeah. I, I trust that, that, that they were people like us. After a, and you know, typical arms, legs, face. Oh yeah? After a long atomic war. Oh, okay. They mutated. Okay. And created these travel machines for themselves. Okay. And they can, do those travel machines, can they go into space? Yes. Individually? Yes. So, okay, so there you can get There are grand space battles where fleets of them float from the, their, their carrier ships. Yeah. And just fight in space. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, are there, cool. are there, are there shots of that? I mean. Yes. Uh, Victory you know, of the Daleks. Victory of the Daleks is one uh, of the episodes. Parting of the Ways. I, I think uh, these are all good for giant Dalek Epic. space battles. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you don't want to introduce that capability and then not freaking use it. Mm. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. Wow. So do you, did you, now you did the covers for, or a couple of covers, right? How many covers did you do for the Doctor Who run? Just one I, or? I think I must have done maybe 20. 
20. 20 or so covers for Doctor Who, Doctor Who and Doctor Who classics. Now, it's a different thing to do the cover than it is to do the innards. Yes. And uh, have you done the innards? Did you used to Not do on innards? Doctor Who. Not uh, on it, it, it didn't work out that way. Right. And, and the covers, I mean, I don't know anything about the industry. So, But uh, it's uh, it's like saying the difference between a feature and a headliner and stand-up comedy. I'm like, it seems cooler to kind of do the covers, but it seems kind of fun to do the innards. Both are fun. Right. Both are a challenge. A different um, challenge, I assume. Yeah, it, it's it's like doing a movie poster. It's it's selling oh, the whole an thing. idea, the whole thing in a single image. Okay, okay. And then the innards, you got to tell the story, right. right? And you got to, and the and the and the panels. Do you get to when you do the innards? All right, I've digressed into comic books, but if when you do the innards, mm. uh, do you pick the the panel layout, or does the writer pick the panel layout? It varies from script to script. Okay. Uh, some writers are way more detail. Okay. And but, they know exactly what they're, they can see in their head how, what, how, what the panels are. Right. Um, and they're very descriptive, like lay out every single thing. But, but usually it's, it's, it's up to the artist to be like the director and cinematographer. Okay. So they just get these, the, like yeah, a, it's collaborative, a, a script but... like you, like a script like you would get a film script. Mm-hmm. And then you just figure out how to direct it. Okay. Or is your shot list? You know, in films, they're just like, I have a list of shots that need to be. It's a little more organic than that. Usually it's, uh, quick thumbnail sketches. Okay. Where you plan out your shot. So, so it's like going from storyboards to the actual comic. Okay. Okay. So there's a storyboard point with, um, with a thumbnail sketches. So it's, so it's, thumb- so it's closer to, to a storyboard process. Right, right. Okay. Yeah. I don't, um, uh, yeah. Cause I've always, I don't have a comic book idea, uh, but much like a great novel, I want to have written one. You're very uh, clever. I, I, you <laughs> it could happen. We don't know. S- sit down with a yellow legal pad and just start and writing about, fun things. Sure. And then all of a sudden, maybe there's a comic book or maybe yeah. there's a novel. We don't know. And, uh, but okay. So, so you've, you've drawn probably 20 covers of the, of the, of the Doctor Who series. Right. And, I, I started with the uh, Doctor Who classics, which okay. was, uh, the American edition of the, the British comics from the 80s. So I started with like, you know, Tom Baker and Peter Davison and, and the, the older doctor. And, and so the, the, the Doctor Who classics are, were they just retellings of different older stories? No, brand new stories. Brand new stories with older doctors? With older doctors. The, the okay. Doctor Who magazine has been running the comic strip since 1979 without stopping. So, okay. And all new adventures of the doctors. Yeah, yeah. Who's ever current at the time. Okay. And do you think that they take some of the scripts for the TV shows from those, from those strips? Or do they, they, just... they actually have taken, Taken ideas from the comics and turned them Continuity into. Continuity issues, uh, there, probably. Uh, there, there was an issue called The Lodger. Mm-hmm. Um, they turned that into uh, one of the television shows, The Lodger. They changed, I, I believe they changed which doctor it was at the time. Right. What was The Lodger? The Lodger was the doctor coming to Earth and living as a person. He was stuck here. The, okay. com- the companion jumped in time with the TARDIS. So he knows, oh, I've got, I've got a, a week here. Oh, okay. I'm stuck. Crap. How so he has to he, live as a person. How does he know that it's a week? Does the, does the TARDIS come back to him kind of like a boomerang? Uh, he figured out that it was just a, the, the door wasn't closed on the TARDIS and it was just a quick jump. Oh, okay. So it was just out of sync and he knew that it was coming back. Okay. Yeah. Cause, uh, could he lose the TARDIS? The doctor? The doctor? Could somebody could, steal it? It could be stolen. Okay. I, I think in the most recent Christmas special, he loses it for several hundred years. Oof. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so so that the, might be a spoiler. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, uh, so the the and the lodger, so he comes to Earth and always England, right? It's usually England. Re- yes. Usually, right? He's not. He, does he ever jump over the channel and end up in France? 
He did. Uh, in yeah? an episode written by Douglas Adams. Oh, really? City of Death in 1978, 79, I think. Okay. Uh, he goes to Paris and John Cleese is in it. And what? it, it is, uh, it is one of the John best. John Adam, Don Ad- Douglas Adams. Yes. And John Cleese. Uh, that's a match made in heaven. And Doctor Who. It, it's one of the best Tom Baker stories. It's one of the best ever, I think. It's definitely yeah. top, top three or four. Okay. And he, they end up in Paris. They end up in Paris in, in a plot where someone is going through time, stealing artifacts. Okay. Somehow there are like a dozen Mona Lisas. Oh. Because <laughs> they're just stealing th- through time. Right, right. And then selling them on the black market. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah, that's it, it is. A, it is a brilliant piece of television. I mean, it's what you yeah. expect from, from Douglas from, Adams. From Douglas Adams, who's a, a treat. He was the story editor uh, for Doctor Who for a year. For for a year? For a year. He Holy was the story. He like, helped craft an entire season of Tom Baker being bonkers as hell. Are there, um, have there been a lot of sort of like famous British actors that I would know that have been on the show? I think or every become... famous British actor has done a turn in Doctor Who. Oh like. yeah? Okay. So, uh, Maggie Smith? Has Maggie Smith been on the Doctor Who show? I don't believe so. Okay. I want Maggie Smith to be on Doctor Who, please. And, uh, cause I love all things Maggie Smith. Put that out into the universe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll put it out there. People, why not? Yeah. Um, but who else? Uh, uh, Helena Bottom Carter? Nope. No, too big, too big. Uh, <laughs> too big. but, um, let's see, uh, Stuart Lee. Ian, Ian McKellen has, oh, has Ian McKellen. Was, was a voice. Okay. Uh, last year, I believe. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm sure now everybody wants to be on it just because it's, it's a phenom mm-hmm. to some extent, but I think it was a, I think it was a phenomenon when I was a kid as well. Like, it's always struck a serious chord in people where they're like, I want to travel through time. And he never, it doesn't feel like he's doing anything. It's kind of detective-y more than anything else. It really is. I mean, it has a, a definite element of that British detective hero. Like, like a Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. He, he's space Sherlock. Yeah. Like Sherlock Holmes, like, um, Sexton Blake was another big British detective character. Okay. I mean, it, it's, it's all these space investigations. Right. It's an investigation. It doesn't mm-hmm. seem to be, like, it doesn't feel larger than life. Like, he's not stopping a giant alien invasion or anything. You know, like, even that one that I, the last one I saw with the plastic surgery lady, mm-hmm. um, she just wanted to blow up, uh, she just wanted to start an interstellar war, which is the kind of the biggest deal that I've seen, you know? And then I suppose when the Daleks come, then it becomes bigger. Yeah, the big space epics. Yeah. Do the Daleks, uh, come to Earth? Or do they, do they end up fighting in space usually? Or in... They come to Earth. They, they've tried to invade us many times. Many? First in 1964. Okay. Which, uh... Where they, where they landed. They took over. Right. Uh, actually, the story was set in 2150. Okay. But they land. They take over. They conquer Earth. Ooh. In order to hollow it out. Put in an engine and drive Earth like a spaceship. That feels like a waste of Earth. It really is. <laughs> That's a, this is a prime real estate. Why would you hollow it out? It's a, why don't you just build a really big ship? Where mm-hmm. there, there must be a lot of Daleks. Yes. Are mm-hmm. they like ants? I mean, are there a boatload of them? They can be, although more effective when they're just, there's just one. Really? I, I think they're scarier one on one. When just, okay. Cause when you've got like a fleet of them, though, it's like, well, okay. And just start shooting. Yeah. And if there's one, it's just sort of more chilling or something. There is something more chilling about just that, that single eye stalk, that, that glowing blue eye <laughs> just staring you down. Right. Who's very tenacious mm-hmm. and would like you all to die. Yes. And you're like, so that, and it will keep coming. Mm-hmm. And they, and they're armor plated. They really can't be stopped easily. Okay. 
one could just wipe out a city. Really? Yes. Because they also have lasers or something to shoot with? Yes. They, okay. They have a laser. They have a laser and one sucker arm, which is just a plunger. A plunger that comes uh, out and uh, can grab things? A plunger, a gun, which yeah. looks a bit like an egg whisk, which is, so it's easy cosplay. Whisk. Okay. I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, a, it's a metal rod. With, right. With, with, with things on it. So it's, it's, it's fun and it's yeah. easy for the kids. Yeah, yeah. But it's a plunger. Okay. And this is what they were working with in 1963. You know, That's they, awesome. They've got a sink plunger. Yep. They've, they've got, got a, a bit whisk. of metal that looks a bit like a whisk. Yeah. And that's the gun, and that's, and what do they use the sucker for? To grab things? Pick things. Yeah, it's, it's the oh. arm. It's just an arm, you're like, oh, look at that, free chocolate, and then sucker, and then they suck it back into their armor? Is it, cause that's an eerie image of them, just the sucker arm coming out, grabbing something, and pulling it back into the armor, is that what they do? They've crushed faces. Oh, with the sucker arm. With the sucker arm. Oh, you think, oh, what are you going to do with a sink plunger? Boom. Oh my god, judge, oh my god! And then you hear the, the crunch in itself. <laughs> All right. And then, and so how do you destroy them? You have to do, you just have to keep shooting them until you make it through the armor? You have to uh, make it through the armor. The, the eye is a particularly weak spot. Okay. So you can shoot through the eye stock. Okay. And, uh, can you tip them over? Like cows? They have. Over they the have? years, they have tipped them over and thrown them into swamps. Okay. And quarries in England. Okay. Yeah. They actually, they actually found one within the last five years or so. That was dumped in the 70s. They, they were filming in a quarry. They turn over a Dalek, probably for Planet of the Daleks. Right, right. They dump a Dalek, you know, the insurrection. <laughs> and then, like, they find a Dalek in the swamp. Wait, wait. Like, the news or in a like, show? In the news. In, in the, the news. news. They was, found a prop they Dalek, found a prop Dalek in a bog. In a bog. So, they were like, uh, somebody left this Dalek in this bog mm-hmm. in 1977. <laughs> okay. Wow. What was the Planet of the Daleks? What was that? Planet of the Daleks was a third Doctor story. Okay. Uh, they go to the Planet of the Daleks, Scarrow, okay, the home the world. Name. Okay. Is the name, is called Scarrow. Mm-hmm. 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 And. Who goes? They, the, they third were, the third Doctor and his sidekick? And his sidekick, Joe. It's a, jo- a woman? Jo- uh, it's a woman named Jay. Joe. J-O. Okay. Uh, they go and, and they're still fighting the war. The Daleks and the Thals are the two. I, I don't know if you are call them bad? races, uh, races or just continents, but you've got the, th- the, okay. the, the Daleks right. and the Thals, which is just the other people on the planet. Okay. And they're fighting this war. You would, I guess you would say that the Thals are the good guys. Right. Cause they're but the ones that aren't the Daleks, but they're both lobbing bombs at each other. Oh, okay. So yeah. Yeah. They're the good guys by default. Okay. And so the doctor sh- and his, the third doctor shows up on the planet of the Daleks. To watch the war between the Daleks and the Thals. I believe he was trying to help out, but oh. the, but then there's like invisible creatures on the planet, okay. and they're covered up with with shrouds, so you can see. The, it, it's, oh, right, it's a right. very odd seven. It's very seventies. It's it's right. all plush. It's it's the plush carpet, the plush purple carpet <laughs> that is the seventies. Okay, so it's it's uh it's it's a lo- it's a lot of work for for not. But was it cool looking? No. Okay. <laughs> it's not my favorite of the Dalek stories. Oh, fair enough. And then now are all the sidekicks uh plucky? Uh quippy? Is that what's what's the through line on on the sidekick? You've mostly nailed it. It's people okay. who are clever enough to stick around the doctor. I mean, they don't have to be the they world's just smartest to, person. They but, just have but, to entertain the doctor in some way shape or form. Yeah, we I think human beings are pets to him in a certain extent. Sure. Isn't uh what's his name? I'm spacing his name. He's, he's in a wheelchair. He talks. He has Lou Gehrig's disease. 
Stephen Hawking. Stephen Hawking, smartest man in the world. Didn't he say that that's what uh, aliens, we would yes. be if aliens showed up? And he, and he is British. <laughs> and um, he is he, British. he clearly grew up on Doctor Who. Yeah. I would not be surprised. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So one of your favorite episodes, so one of your favorite episodes is the Douglas Adams episode. That is a great one. That is one yeah. of my favorites. Yeah. And um, what are a couple other favorite episodes? Um, Do you have a favorite for every doctor kind of? Yeah, or kind, is it every? Kind of, I kind yep. of do. Um, okay. I, one of my favorites, uh, was recently just discovered, uh, the web fear. It was, it was lost. It was a lost Doctor Who? Because, uh, like, as I was growing up, there was like, there will always be 110 missing episodes of Doctor Who. Okay. We're down to 97. Oh, really? They found 13 episodes, just where were they? Uh, Tahiti? It's a magical place. I don't know. Africa. Really? In, In archives in Africa. They, they found two, uh, one complete story and one complete except for one episode. Right. Uh, sorry, recently, uh, just in October. Like a like a season kind of thing. What do you mean a story? Like, uh, a, like a full like a full um, a full serial. So it was six episodes each. Okay. Well, six of one, five of, of the other. So serials are they, they run them in serials? Right. So they're half hour, twenty five minutes at a time. Yeah. And they ran every Saturday. Yeah. And with like and then six oh, and episodes the, making up whole one story. whole arc. Right. That's how they do them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sort of like old timey pulp, Buck Rogersy kind of like, thing. Like 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 the old pulp, like the old uh. uh Okay. Movie serials, yeah, like yeah. Buck Rogers, Flash Make Gordon, Merciless and yeah, yeah. Or like Dark Shadows. Or Dark Shadows. Yeah. Oh, did Dark Shadows do that? Okay. Well, Dark Shadows was serial, serialized to an extent. I mean, it was, okay. it was soap opera. Right. So there's, so each episode in the beginning were 25, 30 minutes. Right. And there were five or six of them to a story arc. More or less. Yeah. And they found a whole one of those they, in they Africa? F- yeah. Uh, yeah. They found two whole, two nearly complete yeah. stories. And one of them was one of my favorites. I like, I've, like I've been reading the book of it since I was like ten. What book? It was uh, the Web of Fear. Okay. Well, first of all, there's books of every episode. They they've novelized even the lost even the lost ones. They novelized them. So okay. So we have like record of what they are and and audio of of everything. Oh, uh, sort of like radio play or the fans in nineteen in the nineteen sixties put tape recorders up to their TVs. And, oh and, my god! Or like plugged it into the audio jack. So we have audio of everything. Oh really? Super nerds in, in the sixties. Okay, that's awesome. That's it is the best. best. It is so awesome because otherwise we don't have these. Right. We have no idea what happened in in the episodes for Marco Polo. Okay. So wait. Oh, that's awesome. So so there continue to be um what uh, however many are still missing. How many are still missing? Ninety seven. Oh, of of one hundred and ten, there's still ninety seven missing. Yeah. But we have audio of every one yeah. of those. And of varying quality, but but pretty good enough right. that the BBC can release them on CD. Okay, and yes, why wouldn't they? Yeah, oh, uh, they they milk that. So, Web of Fear is what it was called. Web of Fear. Okay, it, it was. Uh, what doctor? Which doctor? it was the second doctor. My okay. favorite doctor. Is that your favorite doctor? It is my favorite doctor. Okay. Uh, right. they, which one was? What, which one was he? What's his, the actor's name? Uh, Patrick Troughton. Okay. He sort of a space tramp, like a like a space hobo. Okay. Oh, okay. He's described as a cosmic hobo. Okay. Uh, sort of a Beatles haircut. Disheveled clothes. Oh, all right. Bow tie. A clip on bow tie, not quite clipped on quite right. What year is this? This would have been 66 to 70. Okay, in Web of Fear. In the Web of Fear. Yeah. He lands in what would have been present day London. Okay. And the city is shut down. Oh. Uh, everything is locked up. The city has been evacuated. Mm-hmm. And there are robot Yeti roaming the city. Yeti? Robot like, Yeti. <laughs> what the it was a sequel. F- <laughs> what does a robot Yeti look like? Is it big? Like the abominable snowman? It is big, 
slightly adorable. Okay. But robot <laughs> But, but, but it, you don't see the robot parts. It's just covered in, in fake. Oh, I'm sure it wasn't fake. I'm sure they're covered in, 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 in bear hair. Okay. Or, or something, oh, something yak. horrible. Right. Like they actually something, killed an animal. Something so, carcinogenic, yeah. I'm sure. Right. Yes. I'm sure some animals were killed to create the Yeti costume. Fair we enough. can only hope. <laughs> yes. For the sake of the drama. For the. <laughs> And it's just robot Yeti. It was a sequel to an earlier story, uh, The Abominable Snowman. Oh, yeah? Where he landed in the 20s, and there were robot Yetis. Oh, weird. Attacking uh, a temple. Okay. Uh, like in the Nepal or something? Yes. Okay. It was, that's it was, where was, temples are being kept in the 20s. Just Nepal. And, uh, <laughs> and that is absolutely good. It is just monks. Right. Just Buddhist monks. And robot, robot Yetis. That's that's good times right there. Why wouldn't you? Why would you? you where's that cartoon series Saturday morning? Uh, It'll be on Adult Swim in the fall. <laughs> so Web of Fear is a, a follow up on that. Web of Fear was one of the one of the big stories that people wanted to see found again. Okay. And and luckily this 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 team has been going out right and searching the world right for missing mostly missing Doctor Who but all missing British television. Okay. All right. They're like, somebody must have a copy of this because they sent out copies to every, because remember they used to send out, um, hard copies to everybody so that they could air right. it, right? Is that right. the deal? They, they would send out copies to, uh, to, the to different, different stations. stations. Yeah. And they actually found them in Africa. Oh, that's awesome. It was, um, uh, yeah, you, that's why we kept Africa. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> they have, they have old British television there. Mm-hmm. Finally, colonialism done something right. And, and that was actually kind of the point uh, in the seventies. Mm-hmm. Britain kind of owned big chunks of Africa. Yeah, yeah. So they were sending them lots of their television. They had the trade. Yeah. So that is sort of the best hope. That right. And, and Hong Kong, because they, Hong they Kong? ran Hong Kong for so long. Okay. Oh, right, right. So, that... so these are, so these are big, but there are whole, there, there are books devoted to finding out where different prints went. This, okay. This is how nerdy the minutia goes. Oh, I bet. I might have read this book. You might have read each I'm, of those books? I might have. What There's a great book called Wiped. There's wiped? a great book called Wiped. Which I'm sure they're going to have to have a new edition of Wiped now that they found more. Cause, and it's essentially about the 110 episodes. Mm. And um, who wrote that? Wow, I do not know. All right, but but you've and is it a big book? Is it? I mean, it's a nonfiction it book was, about. It was not huge on my Kindle. Okay, it was <laughs> so that, that's how I read it. it okay. Was, um, and does and so, but the thing is, is is are all of the novelizations readily available? Like, if you go to Amazon. Through the banner at jackiecation.com, by the way. But if you go to Amazon, can you get the novelizations? You can get a hand, you can get a lot of them. Okay. Through, through Amazon. Okay. What was the story of the Web of Fear? Like, how, how does he defeat the, the Yeti? What, how does it happen? What- the Yeti are being controlled by the great intelligence. Uh-huh. This, this cosmic, bodiless foam. Foam? <laughs> the, the, sort of, well, yeah. you know. All right. It, it was the BBC. Sure. It's what they could do. They had some but it, foam. But it was a, just sort of a voice. And it okay. was controlling the Daleks. And you basically just... They, they were Daleks. Or, or the, the controlling Yeti. The, the Yeti. Yeah, yeah. And basically they just control... They they break open the, the pyramid that's, that's that's running the voice. And Oh, okay. Oh, and then... Uh, it's the, like, oh, we'll, we'll catch him it. another day. Oh, they because oh, they got to track down the voice. Yeah. And they show up and he's gone. And you're mm. like, oh, he's ba- he's essentially mm. the Joker. And he's More gone. or less. Yeah. Which, and they just brought him back at the end of last season to be the villain. Oh. Who okay. he hadn't seen in 50 years. Awesome. Yeah. Did they upgrade the uh, the foam? 
They, there was some CG. <laughs> there was some CG. A little bit of CGI, uh, to, uh, to make the foam slightly more movable. Cause the, the I mean, when you think about f- loose foam ruling the world, it's probably that thing you put underneath like a sheet to make it have a fake um, mattress yeah. pad. Okay, so well, the, the 1960s Doctor Who was just full of foam, particularly the Second Doctor's era. Oh yeah, like you had Fury from the Deep, which which is like all foam creatures, <laughs> like, like, like soap foam, like soap foam. Oh, soap foam, like soap suds. It's like soap sud monsters. Oh, cool. I, I believe uh, the seeds of death, like the seeds break open, and of course it's all foam. <laughs> It, it, it was easy and looked good. Sure. On sure. black and white film. Yeah, that's, um, that's a great idea. So, so the, that, that one was one of your favorite ones. Mm-hmm. The one, so they've clearly been to Nepal. Uh, they, they, uh, they've been to Nepal and to France. France, they, they, they actually filmed, uh, in New York. Oh, did they? Uh, Is that a newer one as well? For or? the newer series. That would, that would make sense because they have a bigger budget now and they're like, oh, okay, we can go somewhere else. They first went to fake New York in 1964. Oh, did they? they la- the Daleks landed on the top of the Empire State Building. Oh, well, I want to see that one more than anything else. Uh, that, was, that was the chase. That was, it was the, sort of the chase. chase. Oh, that's cool. Cause they had to chase them all over. It was chased through time. Uh, the Daleks were trying to chase down the TARDIS. Uh, the, that is the doctor's time machine. Right, right. Which, which, uh, supposedly in Brooklyn, there is a, um, a bathroom that I was supposed to have gone to. It's, um, it's a, it's a bar that has a bathroom. There is a Doctor Who themed bar. I've never been. Yeah. That's weird that you have never been because you're staying in Brooklyn with family, right? I know. I, I, yeah. should, I should, I should make the trip. I should <laughs> you find should it. You should figure it out because someone was just, it's called Way Station. That's it. It's called the Way Station is the name of the bar. Uh, because people keep telling me about it and I'm like, I'm already lost in Brooklyn. I'm good. It's, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm looking for the tree that grew in Brooklyn. How about that? Is that happening? Uh, so, um, so they, they're in New York and they're chasing through time? Uh, they're being chased through time. Right. But only in New York? No, it's, it's one of the stops. They have okay. to stop and get their bearings. Okay. Like they, they stop at different planets. They're, they're being chased through the time vortex. Right. By the Daleks. So one of the stops is on top of the Empire State Building. They just, basically they just get out. Get their bearings, get their breath, jump back in the TARDIS and leave. But then the Daleks are following them, hot on their heels, land, and then like interact with this hillbilly oh. who's visiting, who's all, golly, look at this here <laughs> robot. Yeah. <laughs> How'd that go? Uh, did they kill did him? not get killed. I, I oh. cannot understand how this character, first of all, he had this one scene. Right. Yet everyone kind of knows him in Doctor Who. Morton Dill. Morton Dill. Did not die. The one, and he played the hillbilly. He played the hillbilly, and like four episodes later, became a companion as a different character. That actor. Oh, that, oh they, they <laughs> that like that back. actor so much, they're like, mm-hmm. we can't kill him. And, uh, and in, and in life, when you can't kill a hillbilly, actually, that is actually a true thing. Uh, hillbillies are unkillable. Uh, they, I have they, found this to be true. <laughs> you're right. You living raised, in the wilds of Pennsylvania. Wilds of Pennsylvania, surrounded by hillbillies, where their daddies would say things like, here's six bullets. You better bring back game for each of these bullets or the bullets. Cause then bullets ain't free. Have you been stalking me since my childhood? <laughs> I, uh, I think I was uh, adjacent to your childhood ah. in, in Wisconsin. Actually, I grew up in a factory town. There were no bullet handing out. Well, the bullets that were handed out were, um, self-inflicted. <laughs> I, th- well, I think it was, uh, in Wisconsin, the gun work in Wisconsin, there's hundreds of, nobody is policing the guns in Wisconsin. Everyone's like, no, no, please take, and they're free. I mean, guns and, and bullets in Wisconsin. And they, something like somebody told me once, I digress, but somebody told me 500,000 people hunt in uh, Northern Wisconsin every year. Mm-hmm. Uh, they go deer hunting and more often than not, they shoot each other. 
They're not, this is not Mississippi. This that is, is not. That is just evolution at work. And is, they're, they're just like, you guys, the orange thing isn't a deer. That's your buddy. Stop shooting each other. And, uh, and so it's, I mean, it's very much, I mean, I love Wisconsin, but they will give a gun to anybody in Wisconsin and go, no, you should go hunting. It'll be fun. And, uh, and so they do. Anyway. Uh, we live similar lives. Right, right. Pennsylvania is much the same. It, it is all hunting and beer. It's all hunting, but <laughs> and unfortunate because everyone I've ever met in the South, because all Andy's, Andy's relatives are from Mississippi and now they live mm-hmm. in Arkansas, and all of those guys, they don't shoot anything but the thing they're pointing at. There, it seems to be... <laughs> There seems to be some sort of training process that happens in Mississippi. They're like, cause I, well, the first time we went uh, to Mississippi, uh, his uncle Joe collects Winchester rifles and he has a man sized safe in his house where he locks up those guns. Smart thing to do. Yeah. Because they're guns. <laughs> and so his two young cousins, uh, RJ and Andrew came over and they're like, you got to show Jackie the guns. And his uncle Joe, who loves those guns, is like, I'll show her the guns. So he moves. There's a desk in front of the safe. So you have to move the desk and you have to, you know, do the, 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 whatever the combination to get into the safe. And then he shows me his favorite, you know, he's got probably 22, 18 to 22 rifles in this thing and some pistols and a bunch of Fancy, he's got pamphlets. I don't know why he's keeping the pamphlets in there, but that's where some of the, the Winchester pamphlets are. It's the nerdy collectible thing. It's like, right. I need to keep all the parts. Everything's mint in box. <laughs> right, right. Everything, everything's mint in box in his, in, and he pulls, and so RJ or, or Andrew, they're both like 11 at the time, and they're like, can we shoot the 22? And, uh, and he goes, well, you need an adult with you. And they all look at me and I'm like, I can't be the adult in this situation. And I was the adult. And I said, I'll be the adult if I get to shoot it. And the two young boys showed me how to shoot it and they showed me how to be safe with it. And and it was, it was neat. <laughs> I mean, guns are cool, but you have to lock them up and you have to oh, yeah. train people and you have to treat them like the thing that hurt other things. And, and the kids didn't shoot at birds. They just, you know, they were like, I'm going to shoot that tree over there. And, uh, and that was, I mean, it's, a heartwarming tale of American gun use. <laughs> that was. Well, that's the right way to do it. I, and it yeah. seemed, and I digress, but okay. So web of fear, uh, and then the one in Paris and, uh, and then, and then chasing through time. That's another one of your favorites or uh, that, that one's a good one. It's a fun one. It's not necessarily good. I, I think it's, it's a fairly weak Dalek story. Okay. But it's, it's fun. It has. What makes one your favorite one? What makes it? Uh, just well-written. Okay, uh, the the snappy dialogue or the plot? Uh, a little bit of both. Okay, I, so I, what's a good one where, what's kind of one of the best plots where you're like, your mind was kind of blown? I'd say over the last three seasons are There's really, been more? Uh, have been really like twisty, mind bendy. Okay. Uh, more recent ones that really work on a time travel level. Like you, you have to think about them a little bit. Like which ones? Like which one? Uh, uh, well, a good one is, uh, Blink, uh, from the third season of, okay. of this current run. Right. That, the doctor isn't in it mostly. It's, he's on, he's recorded. Right. Out of sync with time. Like he knows what's going to happen and yeah. he's sort of instructing this. The assistant this, or somebody else? Sort of a temporary assistant. Okay. Sort of the, the, the woman in the story. Okay. Sally Sparrow. Okay. And she keeps seeing glimpses of the doctor on, on, just playing on TV. Okay. They're DVD extras. They're hidden, they're hidden special features. They're Easter eggs. Okay. 
and she knows someone who's like obsessed by them and trying to figure them out. Right. And starts realizing it's a message to her. Oh, wow. Okay. That, that she's oh, going to be cool. integral just to something. And she has no idea what. Right. But he's speaking, speaking specifically to her through a series of DVD Easter eggs. Wow. It's like the video game Mist. Uh, yeah. Uh, where you're in that book and you're constantly watching clips of different videos and you're like, it's what does mi- it mean? It's mist, but with monsters. With because, monsters. Be- because that episode brings in the weeping angels. Oh. Those stone, sound horrible. Stone statues yeah. that only move when you're not looking at them. Oh, creepy. It is super creepy. <laughs> but it's sort of a, a yeah. done in one story. Okay. So, so it's perfect for like a new person to come along and watch just... Okay. Just find the episode Blink, yeah. and it's a good starting point. And it's called Blink. And it's called Blink because when you blink, they move. Yes. Because your eyes are closed and they, oh, I get it. They move in a blink. <laughs> okay. So that's, uh, what's, what sort of, can you think of one that's one of the funnier ones? Like that, the, the writing was so good that you made you laugh and, and just smart funny. Well, that could, I think you go back to, uh, Douglas Adams. The were, Doug- were really smart. Did he just do the one or did he, he do did, several? Cause he, he did, did script. You he said. did three, one of which wasn't, wasn't shown. Oh. Uh, there was a, there was a strike. Okay. And there's a 90% finished story, but no. they never finished. Oh my gosh. They, they've since like put in sort of this narration between and sort of put it out on DVD anyway. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's out there. Cause it's, so, so you had this piece of Douglas Adams, right? Okay. But he did the pirate planet. Okay. Which is a weird, Planet full Robot. pirates? Oh, you, you wish. <laughs> I do wish. But no, it's, it's a space pirate. Okay. Who steals planets. Oh, whole planets? Whole planets. Rev. No. He takes, what takes that whole planet? Mm-hmm. Much like, uh, the Bogons in, uh, in, uh, oh. Hitchhiker's Guide. Right, right. Okay. Roams no. around taking planets. Okay. Do they also have poetry? Uh, hopefully not. Nobody has a robot parrot. Okay. Oh, wait. I might have seen that episode. Because pro- I remember a, a robot parrot. And you're like, what the hell would that be? Because that's an older one, right? Mm-hmm. That's from the 70s. That was from the 70s. And that you would have been Tom Baker, right? As a small child. As a as small a, Jackie. As a tiny Jackie wandering around. Little Jackie. Little, I, w- I would read those comic adventures. The adventures Jackie. of Little Jackie. Aw. It would be adorable. What would they be? It would be it would be like Persepolis, but less... Uh, poignant. Uh, cause it, I'm available to do covers. Okay. <laughs> you are available for two covers. Excellent. Neat. Okay. So, um, okay. So the Douglas Adams ones are quippy and funny. That's one of the Stephen Moffat ones written in the last few years. He did the blink. He's the current showrunner. Oh, I can't remember. He's the current showrunner. Stephen Moffat also did Dr. Sherlock. Sherlock. And Jekyll and Hyde, I think. Yes. Right? Okay. That's why I know his yeah, name. The James Nesbitt, I, uh, Jekyll show from. Jekyll, that's it. Yeah. Not Jekyll and Hyde. And I tried to watch Jekyll and, uh, and it was too dark. Too dark. Uh, just saw the first one and I was like, oh, this looks really well done. I have to go. And, uh, <laughs> cause there's a lot of British television that, is so well done that I can't possibly be party to it because the tension is so great. <laughs> Have you tried the Sherlock? Oh, I've watched all of the Sherlock. Okay. I don't know why I could watch the Sherlock. I think because Andy's willing to let me do laps in the middle of the show. And I was like, don't turn it off. I'm just going to do a lap and I'll be right back. And, uh, oh, when I, there's tension or yeah, when there's tension in, in a television program, <laughs> I get a bit like that too. Yeah. I just, uh, I just not tension, but, but when things, when someone, something's not going well for someone. Yeah. I was like, oh, I'm going to pause this. Or, um, oh, you pause it? I, I will pause. I actually have to move my body mm-hmm. and just get up and go, I'm going to go look and see if, uh, 
anyone's on Twitter and then I'll come back and sit down or, you know, it'll do like that. So all the Sherlock's are great. We don't have cable. So I know that there's a new season of Sherlock right now that just came out. Season three, I think. Just ended in England, just starts here tomorrow. Oh, does it start here mm-hmm. now? There's something called Coke and Popcorn where you can watch TV uh, shows. I'm not advocating uh, uh, the bit pirating of right. uh, material. Right. Or admitting <laughs> what is that it my... might be available. I'm I'm not saying I've seen all three. Okay. Okay. Right, because there's only three episodes per season. Per season, yeah. Oh my god. So, but yeah. if you need a copy, you may know someone who could who might be such available. A thing. Interesting. Interesting. And I will buy, the thing is, I'm going to buy it mm-hmm. when it comes oh, out on way. DVD. I'm getting the DVDs. I'm getting them, so I just would like to see them now, please, yeah. before everyone ruins it on the Twitter with the but it it. And I was like, guess what's a mystery? Sherlock. It's a mystery. And oh, have you ever seen the not Sherlock show? Oh, the American, the elementary. No, no, I have not uh-huh. seen Elementary uh, because it doesn't look great. But no, um, no. is it good? No, no, no. Okay, <laughs> Cle- uh, clearly no. Uh, it's it's essentially the British version of Castle, but the people are not good looking. Um, it is. He's a magician's assistant. Oh, and I've oh, talked about um, it before. Jonathan Creek. Jonathan Creek. Jonathan Creek. Yes. Yes. Uh, I was turned on to that by Bill Willingham. On Twitter, who said that he really liked it, it was a, a locked door because everyone is mostly a locked door right. mystery. The first episode, uh huh. The, the the locked room murder victim in the yep. very first episode was Colin Baker, the sixth Doctor Who. Dun dun Boom. dun! Wow, nice work. <laughs> he was this. Now is the sixth Doctor Who still? Is that from the current? Like when did in nineteen seven in nineteen eighty nine or whatever? Right when mm-hmm. it went off the air. What number Doctor were we on? We were at number seven. Okay. Sylvester McCoy, the seventh doctor. Okay. And so then we come back with the eighth doctor? Eighth doctor for one year only. One year only. One year only. 1996, there was a TV movie. Okay. With Eric Roberts as the villain. Eric Roberts? Eric Roberts. Oh my gosh. I even know who that is, almost. Uh, cause I, I, I don't, a, yeah. It was an American co-production. Yeah. So they, so they set it here. Okay. The companion was American. Okay. The villain was American. Oh. Right. An alien, but inhabiting an American. Inhabiting that, that voice. And, uh, yeah, Jonathan Creek, uh, the, also in the first episode, um, the, the magician that Jonathan Creek works for is the librarian in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Anthony Stewart Head. Yes. Yeah. So that was, and now, uh, I think I'm in season three. It is not a great television show. It is a great piece of crap that I thoroughly enjoy is what it, it is. It is fun. Yeah. I, I enjoy it myself. Oh, good. Oh, good. <laughs> Cause I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's no Sherlock. <laughs> it's no, it is, it's its own thing. But it's fun. It is super fun. I thoroughly. I'm, I'm not admitting to BitTorrenting that either. <laughs> no, fair enough. And that lady, the fact is, is that they're both such horrible people. <laughs> she is such a terrible, like, like ambulance chaser of a tabloid mm-hmm. reporter and so full of lies. She's made of lies. And then. <laughs> And bad life choices. And her eating disorder does make me laugh because I'm like, we're just going to be really just addressing it from an eating disorder kind of not not being fixed eating disorder. Okay. All right. And then Jonathan Creek lives in a windmill and he's got clearly got Asperger's. <laughs> yes. Clearly is not all there, but is very sweet, but is also his self-absorption is complete. <laughs> so the two of them together do crack me up. Yeah. And Alan Davies does another great show. If you've seen QI. No. It is a game show hosted by Stephen Fry. Okay. Where they just have a panel of four comedians just answering like 
the most impressive trivia. So it's, it's a, and then they win like a pen. Oh, they get nothing. They, they get nothing. They get, they get nothing. They get points. Points. And a British game shows crack that black chair business. Have you ever mm-hmm. seen that show? No. It's just one black chair and then they get some. Oh, oh, oh mastermind. Is, is it, it called is it, mastermind? It's mastermind. Yeah. I've, I always called it the black chair because I'm like, the hell's happening with that chair? Because that's all the set is, is mm-hmm. one black chair. And then someone asking you clearly the hardest questions like, all right. You're a train, like the one I saw was something about people who are really into train watching. And all they do is they go, it's, it would be a fantastic dork forest because this mm-hmm. guy, he just goes out and he, and he keeps track of every train that passes his house. Yeah, that silence that you are hearing is my mind being blown in the fact that he shows up at six. 11 a.m., 3 p.m., and then 11 p.m. to watch the freight trains that go by and mark the markings and take a note. I, I hope he has someone, like, minding him. <laughs> <laughs> right. Or he's clearly in charge of the world. Like, he is clearly, like, the 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 hidden brother of Iron Man. And uh, he's running the rest of the world. Did you hear, did you see that? That Iron Man has a brother? A secret brother? No. Oh yeah, current current run of Iron Man has been introduced. Spoiler alert. It doesn't matter actually because it's not. It doesn't. I mean, the reveal is sort of like in passing. They've introduced a mm-hmm. giant new character, and you're like, shouldn't this have been a bigger deal? No. Uh, all right. Oh wait, I think I did. I did see a a, a page from it, but I didn't. I did. I haven't been reading the story. So oh I right, right. I I didn't start reading Iron Man until I saw the first movie with um, mm-hmm. Robert Downey Jr. and I was like. How come we don't read Iron Man to Andy? And he goes, it's not, it hasn't been good. The nineties were bad to Iron Man. They were. And, um, and then he we started. A, he's a smart man. Yeah. He was like, he said the only thing he lasted through uh, the nineties where it was horrible was Daredevil. And he's like, no, I have to read Daredevil. I don't think you understand. I still have to read Daredevil. It isn't, even when it isn't good. Oh, I have the to poor read man. Cause I, I, I was the same. I read Daredevil through it. Through the nineties. chunk of the nineties. <laughs> right. And there was some trouble, he said. Ooh. <laughs> The, what, maybe the worst costume I've ever seen on a superhero ever. Oh, they, really? They revamped okay. Daredevil. Yeah. I did mm. buy, I did for one Christmas, I got him the, the fancy bound version of Electra, which was that, that story that, uh, I still haven't been able to finish. Sometimes when they're in the big bound version, mm-hmm. I'm like, huh, aren't there 20 minute versions somewhere in the long boxes? Can you please go to the long boxes for me? And he's like, I can go to the long boxes, but look at all this extra art. And, uh, <laughs> so. He's very, like, I also got him the Sandman, you know, every Christmas for six years or whatever, I got him the leather bound Sandman ones or whatever. So that, that was, that took care of. I'm not married to you. Right. Well, and it took care of six years of Christmas. (laughs) So I don't know if there's anything currently, uh, that he would enjoy because his birthday's at the end of this month. And I was like, I'm thinking about, I asked Rich Summer, the board game geek Mm -hmm. from Mad Men who was on the show. I was like, Hey, is there a cool, cause I'm on the road so much right now. I'm like, he needs a board game he could play by himself. And Rich Summers only plays board games by himself. He wants to play with others. His wife does not enjoy board games. It's oh. one of the saddest stories I've ever heard in my life. Tragic. And his, and his children are too little. So he, I said, Hey, do you have a new uh, solo board game or card game that you love so much? And he goes, I mean, within less than a minute on Twitter, he responded to me and he goes, it's called Friday. And, uh, and then <laughs> I was like, it is. And it's, um, he loves, uh, mm. tactical ones. And so it is a game based on the Robert Louis Stevenson Treasure Island character Friday. And that's the oh, whole nice. game. And it's a solo player Friday card game. 
Oh, that's cool. I don't know. Now, my question for Rich Summer is, is he having his number of children based on like the description on the box? <laughs> like, like, well, I need to have between six and eight children <laughs> to play this game. Possibly, possibly. It's it's so. Sad. I I want to invite him and his wife and his kids over. I think the the kids are a little though, like four and two mm-hmm. or something. And the only thing you can really give them, like though, I, I gave my niece and nephew who were four and two at the time, Quirkle, and Quirkle is essentially idiot Scrabble, um, which means that I'm okay at it. Not good, uh, cause I'm terrible at Scrabble and Quirkle is all shapes, colors, and size, and, uh, shapes and colors. And so you have to, you have to gather all the different colors in the different shapes or you have to gather all the different shapes in the different colors. And then you, you put them Scrabble wise on the board mm-hmm. and you build off of each other. And Quirkle, it's a really fun game, but if you are terrible at Scrabble, but people, you know, people who love Scrabble, mm-hmm. it's a great game to play with people who love Scrabble, uh, that when I can't play Scrabble, cause I, I, Seriously, when I play Scrabble, I spell like the. I'm the worst at Scrabble. Andrew Thompson loves Scrabble. He plays that words with friends mm. business or some other Scrabble-like game. Anyway, right. do you play any of that? I, I have Scrabble on my iPad. I play it from time to time. Oh, there you go. Because you, you seem like a Scrabble guy. You don't look like a Scrabble guy. I don't know what that would look like. But you seem like a guy who would probably be pretty Well, good. I do have Scrabble tattooed across my knuckles. <laughs> right. Scrabble champ. Kind of a tell. <laughs> a little bit of a tell. And okay, so I have gone so far from Doctor Who; it's ridiculous. What about Archie? Let's. Uh, do, uh, did, did you always watch Ar- uh, read Archie's? I I remember I, reading Archie when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, I like I love the old fifties Archie's when you can find reprints. Yeah. Of like like the classic stuff. You should definitely give it a shot. They're fun. Are they? What, they're fun. They're 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 they definitely show fun? their time. Okay. And it's great. You know, if you like fifties clothes and cars and, and oh, okay, it's it's it definitely. Uh, I mean, it's all fun gags. I mean, it's all. It's all Things pretty simple puns and yeah, yeah, it's all, it's, it's for kids. So it was very simple. And, but I like in the, in this new Archie, cause it's clearly for adults, mm. right? That Veronica and Betty are just giant jackasses and you're like, what's happening? And, uh, and Jughead, not bright. And, uh, <laughs> no, no, it, it really is sort of what's hinted at in the comics, uh, just how bitter they are towards each other. Right. right. Because, you know, it's so comic strippy. In that, in those old ones, mm-hmm. but I remember, cause I think I read them in the seventies, cause I think, what were the ones that they got us when we were little? It was Archie, it was uh, Richie Rich, and... Hot Stuff, Little Lotta. Yeah, yeah. I, I really liked Richie Rich. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, I think my brother Scott was a huge Richie Rich fan. He was like, I'm gonna be Richie Rich one day. And I said, he is blonde, and you would like a white truck. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, but it was, it was all, um, but it's, it's it's so much darker and so much – I like when they update some of that stuff, but mm-hmm. they still – it would be nice if they updated it and it was also that sort of innocent time too. I, I think they've – the newest Archie stuff over the last three, five years yeah. has been really good. It's been really improving. Um, okay. They, they've introduced new characters that aren't just white people. Okay. Oh, nice. <laughs> and, and you have Kevin Keller, the openly gay character, and, okay. and presented really well. Okay. And it's really progressive stuff and it, it's not. And it's I always for kind of kids and, mm-hmm. or is, is it more for teens now? Is it? Oh, it's still, it's, it's still the target audience of kids and teens. Oh, good. But it's, I, I always the, considered Archie sort of conservative. Yeah. And it's like, oh, that's kind of maybe churchy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it felt a little churchy. There, there were some churchy comics in the seventies. Yeah. That, with Which Archie ones? in them. Oh, uh, oh, right. Spire Comics licensed some of them, some of the Archie characters. Mm-hmm. And Spire. Made some super, super, also, some of the best covers ever. Oh yeah? There is a comic book out there in the world published by Spire, sort of adjacent to Archie, called Hansi, the girl who loved the swastika. 
Hansi. Hansi. How do you spell Hansi? H-A-H-A-S-H-I. H-A-N-S-I? Yeah. Hansi? Hansi. And Hansi is supposed to be a woman's name? Hansi is a woman's name. And? And she is on the cover of this comic by this, this artist, Al Hartley. Okay. She is the happiest person you've ever seen in your life. She is filled with such joy. Yeah. And behind her, Hitler in a parade, swastika, arm, arm outstretched. Right, right. <laughs> salute. What? I mean, it's about the her, fuck? it's about her escape <laughs> from, from Nazism. But oh. the cover presents it as Hansi, the girl who <laughs> loves the swastika. And what it was, was that what it was called? That's what it was called. That is the full title. Hansi, the girl who loved the swastika. Yeah, yeah, we got to get that image. Uh, that might be the image for the teaser clip, folks. Uh, cause here's the thing. So, but the actual inside of the comic, the whole story is her getting away from. It's based on the true story. There was a novel of Hansi, just okay. called Hansi, not Hansi the girl. <laughs> but there's a novel Hansi and, and her escape from, 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 Nazi from, Germany. from Nazi Germany. Okay. Wow. And how she was got sucked in and then realized it was evil and then moved on or something? This time? I, I believe so. And, and of course, that, that it, it was churchy, so it's how she gets Bibles and smuggles Bibles back or something. It's, oh, it was also yeah. churchy. Oh, it's super churchy. Oh, there we go. Do you know who, you know, the only one who could defeat Hitler? Jesus. Where's that video game? Some video games don't get made. I want to play that video game. <laughs> the same with comics. Sometimes comics get made and never come out. And never get, never mm-hmm. come out. They've printed, they've, they've finished the art. Now they just don't want to do the run. Right. Is that it? And I know there are a few books from a few publishers. Oh. And the people are like, oh, when are you going to put up my thing? Never. <laughs> Never. Good luck. Mm. And do you, do you, does it ever revert back to, because the thing is that some of that, some of the things they shoot, they never, they don't revert back to you. Yeah. These things rights do wise. Not. Oh, yeah. Because it's, Boo. you know, their characters. It's... Right now we paid you to do it. Mm. It's never going to come out. I did an episode of At Midnight. Uh, which is the Chris Hardwick mm-hmm. uh, game show, but it's the one that's in the can for when he gets sick. And uh, I got paid, but they may never air it. But they may air it. And uh it doesn't matter. Well, I, 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 I know enough about his workload just as a fan to know that he'll get sick. Oh, my God. He'll collapse. His, he'll, he'll his fall workload is insane. I mean, I feel like I'm busy. He's out of his – it's crazy talk. Anyway, so, uh yeah. But that's a great – I do – I really like At Midnight the – the game show itself is, is fun enough. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a fun mm-hmm. half hour of television. My favorite thing is the Twitter game at nine o'clock at Pacific time or midnight Eastern time where the hashtags start coming out and you're like, Oh, and I don't know. I'm not particularly, I don't write that short. Mm-hmm. I tend to be a little chatty. Uh, but, uh, I can usually get one zinger <laughs> in the course of the next three hours. It's really pun heavy. It's super pun heavy. And, uh, but it's, you know, it's, Romantic comedies with a twist or, you know, heavy metal. I, I play the game myself. Oh, do you? I oh, good. A ton of them. They're super fun, right? None of them get points. No. I don't get the points. You don't get the points. Some of them are super clever. clever. Yeah. And, you know, the, 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 the other one the other day, fake band names. Fake band names. Fogazi. Oh, Fog- that's good time. Fogazi did not get a point. There's no Boom. retweet on Fogazi. Now, who's scoring? Uh, whoever's running. Okay. Twitter, right? <laughs> oh, someone is actually doing some scoring now? I think okay. when someone says something clever or they retweet it, oh. you hear points. Oh, that's it. Okay. The catchphrase for the show, apparently. Oh, good. Points. Okay. Yes. Again, I don't have cable. I have the Hulu. Oh, I could watch it's on, it's Hulu. on the Hulu. I have a hard time watching the things I want to watch on Hulu. It's all good, though. I got a tiny computer so mm-hmm. I can watch whatever I want. Well, you know. Yeah. Hulu has just added like 200 Doctor Who episodes. Oh, really? Like giant runs, like through the, from the first Doctor 
uh, to just the random, and they're usually complete little five all, series. All full stories. Oh, good. So you know. Well, good for them. I mean, I hate it when they just add like, why would you do part one and not do part two of whatever, yeah. right? So good for Hulu, and I have a TiVo. Um, because TiVo sponsored the show. Feel Ooh. free to order TiVo, folks. Uh, so, but, um, the, you can't get regular Hulu on TiVo. You can mm. get Hulu Plus, which costs eight bucks a month. Yes. So, uh, I don't care enough about, it. Uh, I, I'm willing to watch it on my computer. So, but I, but if I wanted, cause I already have Netflix on the, but you can get Netflix through TiVo too and Amazon Prime. Nice. So, but the, I don't think you can get regular Hulu and you can get YouTube actually on TiVo. Or you can just start watching YouTube, but you can go down a YouTube rabbit hole on your 45-inch television or whatever. I think people have put tons of Doctor Who on YouTube. So, oh, there you so go. There's so there's plenty there. Yeah. I wonder. Okay. All right. Well, Robert Hack at, at Robert underscore Hack on Twitter, yes. correct? Yes. RobertHackStudios.com to see some of your art. Right. Yep. I've got a Facebook page. you got a uh, Facebook page, a fan Facebook page? Uh, i got a fan page on there. Slash. Or you can friend me and pretend that we're friends. Pretend <laughs> that you're friends. Uh, slash Robert Hack Studios. Slash Robert Hack Studios. Yes. Okay. Thank you so much for doing the show. I have learned a great deal about Doctor Who, quite honestly. It sounds fun. It is the best show ever. And seriously, Nerdwire. Why aren't you watching it? Why aren't you watching it, Jackie? It's the best. All right, Rangers. Take care out there. Bye. All right. That was great. Thanks so much for listening to the show, you guys. Uh, the bonus content, which is Andy and I discussing the show, uh, is available on the apps, the Libsyn sold apps. For some reason, Libsyn is also just posting it for free, so you don't have to buy the app. You can just go to tdf.libsyn.com if you're just downloading it to your iTunes and putting it on some other app to listen to all the different podcasts that you listen to. So if you want to listen to the bonus content, just go to tdf.libsyn.com, or you can buy the app if you want. And uh, you can also just go to iTunes, by the way, and review the show. iTunes supposedly cares about that, so if you're enjoying the show, and I read them. And that's great. And if you ever want to email me, Jackie at JackieCation.com. The credits, of course. Patrick Brady's going to fix this audio. Thank you, Patrick. Uh, Mike Rickberg composed and sang the intro song. He's going to sing the Mexican hat dance right here in a moment. And Vilmos fixes the website, JackieCation.com, where, by the way, there is a donation button, JackieCation.com and DorkForest.com. Feel free to donate. I'd love everyone to give me a 100 bucks a year. That is $8.33 a month. I have not figured out a way to make that easy for you. You would have to remember that. Or you can just throw me some money. If you don't have any money, uh, that's fine as well. But feel free to talk up the show. And if you would like merch, if you'd like a, a Dork Forest t-shirt or a CD of my stand-up comedy or would like to know where I'm doing stand-up, go to JackieCation.com and hook yourself up. There's also an Amazon banner. If you, want to, or if you ever order from Amazon, and we all do, go through JackieCation.com and the Amazon banner. Thanks a lot for listening, everybody. See you next week. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat. (laughs) My hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh, my God. Why don't we just call that as the end of the show?